there, my name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I'm starting a podcast on my journey through breast cancer. My goal is simple, to help explain my journey in hopes that it helps one person. If you are facing breast cancer today, all I can say is I'm sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. It is so scary and life-altering. And for those diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, it is forever. If you know someone going through breast cancer, I may have a few tips, but these are from my perspective. Know that every person is a unique individual and all journeys are different. Each journey is confusing at times, nonlinear, painful, but yet there is a sisterhood, a beauty, and a grace. In my own unique journey, I have found some truths, some wisdom, and tips that I will share with you. I am dedicating this entire podcast to my friend Sandy Clausen, my dear friend and pink sister. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. This entire podcast series is dedicated to her memory. Mercy, help me now. Whiskey is Quicker. Today's episode is affectionately named Whiskey is Quicker and is an homage to my Grandpa Louie. After going through nearly six months of continuous chemo, I found myself back at work again. I had a nearly a three-month leave of absence and everything had changed, including me. I used to live, sleep, dream, and eat work, but now I truly knew and felt in my whole being that I had a greater purpose in life. My cancer journey actually ignited a flame of creativity inside of me. I would dream of stories and poems, and it was like gasping for air until I could put pen to paper. I had all of these ideas and creativity flowing through my pores, and I had to capture it, at least for posterity. I had to do more with my life. One story I wrote in the middle of the night went like this, The Magic Potion. What would you do if a magician drove his wooden wagon into your neighborhood and made a personal stop at your door? He looks out of place with his jet black cloak, wide-brimmed hat, and a smile that is also sad. He makes you an offer. He will give you a magical gift. It will make you laugh harder, smile wider, love your loved ones more deeply. It will make you see every sunset and see every shade of red to pink. You will reconnect with friends and find out what is truly most important in life. He hands you a beautiful wooden box with a ribbon. Inside is an intricately glass-carved bottle. You willingly take a drink out of the glass potion. Turn the bottle over and find the words engraved, Caution Causes Cancer. My intent for writing this is that I'm not proud or happy that I had cancer, and I would not wish it on anyone not anyone, but it can be a magic potion, a gift, a way to truly connect and tell others how you feel. You can love deeper, laugh harder, smile wider, 
see the sunsets in all their beauty, and most of all, appreciate more. Life is a gift, and living your life to the fullest is the fun of opening the present. Back at work now, I struggled with my existential self. I found myself staring out the windows at team meetings. The head of merchandising for home was notorious for hour upon hour meetings where nothing got resolved, fingers were pointed, and it seriously felt like a skit from SNL. One of my friends and coworkers would chat with me back and forth via messenger, and we would both seriously be asking ourselves, is this real life? Retail had been my life, and I had always cherished that no two days were the same, but somehow after cancer, it felt all the same, lacking purpose and inspiration. Still, I'm a type A, was a 4.0 student all my life, and a people pleaser. So I worked and studied hard to prepare for a meeting with a new senior leader for Sears. The meeting went well that I had prepped for, and I didn't have everything memorized. Keep in mind, I had been out of commission for three months, but I felt I was articulate, contributed to the conversation, and overall was pleased with the current state of my brain and memory after chemo. Thanks, Luminosity. Those games with being a waitress and remembering all the food orders really came in handy. But walking back, my VPGMM of merchandising made a comment to me that I will never forget. She said, now that you're back in the saddle, I really need you to step it up. It was just one sentence, but it spoke volumes of her character and how you should never treat someone just coming back from leave from cancer. I didn't have a response as I can truly say I never in a million years expected someone to say that to me. I knew from that moment that I needed a different job. This was a job that I'd wanted all my life. I'd worked so incredibly hard for, but all of a sudden the rules of the game had changed and I just didn't want it anymore. I had started my career at Sears Kmart with outdoor living and at some point my previous boss, whom I affectionately called my work dad, told me of an opening on a, of a buyer on his team. Claude was his name and his wife Pat was also a dear friend of mine and she was so kind to take me to half dozen of my chemo treatments. Claude's sister also had recently passed away from colon cancer at a young age and I knew I needed to surround myself with people that understood that meaning and purpose were most dear to me. I had to contribute to my job in a tangible way by having ideas and seeing them being created I took a significant pay decrease, and I took a title change from divisional merchandise manager to buyer. But the car rides home with John at night, we knew that this was the right move, and I just didn't need the stress and anxiety in my life. I was attempting to get back in the saddle, but this rodeo was still not over. I had 25 rounds of radiation therapy to go. I do remember going for my first consultation for radiation, and my husband was with me. We were a little surprised to be given an iPad to watch a video on radiation. The doctor handed us an iPad and then left the room. After a five-minute video, which I could have watched at home, he exclaimed, well, that's somewhat like what happens here and somewhat not. I remember thinking, well, what parts specifically are like the video and what parts are specifically not? The doctor also took two personal phone calls during our consultation and was setting up a round of golf. I felt like I was in a movie, a comedy or maybe a satire, but it wasn't funny. This was my life. We left the meeting and John cut to the chase. Well, I'm not having him 
point lasers at your organs. We need to find someone else. And I did find a different radiation oncologist, one that I trusted and was very scientific and detail-oriented. The point I'm trying to make to you is that if you have a gut feeling that a doctor is not the right fit for you or not giving you the attention you deserve, you have every right to get a consultation with someone else. This is your life and there are other alternatives. I was blessed to have my husband with me that day. I'm much more of a people pleaser, but he confirmed that gut feeling that I had deep inside and then we took action. Once again, I love the nurses with the radiation. They truly became like sisters to me. One nurse, Kelly, was from Wisconsin, and we would pass the time talking about beer. Wisconsin does have some amazing beer. And Milwaukee. John and I had gone to Milwaukee as a celebration uh, for being done with chemo. I actually remember my favorite part of my workday was going to get radiation over lunchtime. That is really sick and twisted, but it was true. I felt I was part of something. I would joke with the nurses and we would laugh and forget our own realities of the day. Day after day, the radiation accumulated and was getting more and more red on my skin. Each night, I would cut open an aloe plant and slather my right underarm with aloe. I even drank aloe juice from Trader Joe's to help from the inside out. My skin never broke open and I was grateful for that. I didn't have any side effects of tiredness. I think anything was better after recovering from chemo, and my, pro my body probably didn't know what normal was anyway. However, with the radiation done, I expected the next day to feel relief. However, the skin continues to be impacted for several days, like paused on TiVo with a few day delay. Coming home from work one night, I was in such intense pain, like a million pencil tips were poking at my skin. I went for a walk to try and distract my thoughts. Like a stream of consciousness, or divine intervention, my thoughts went to my Grandpa Louie. He had passed away 11 years before this time, and we weren't extremely close, so it was definitely not where my brain would have typically traveled. Still, I found myself thinking of my Grandpa, and I said, what would Grandpa do? And a light bulb seriously went off in my head as I thought, Grandpa would drink whiskey. A good German dude who loved his beer and whiskey. I went home and sipped on some whiskey in the liquor cabinet on ice and immediately felt the pain ease away like a gentle blanket turned back. The next day after work, I repeated the same with whiskey on the rocks. It's hard to explain, but I truly felt his presence in that moment. It was as though he didn't want me to undergo any further suffering. I remembered back to a time I was in high school. I was trying repeatedly and unsuccessfully at his house to start up my car. I didn't know at 16 that you could flood an engine or that too much was a bad thing. My grandpa was a man of few words, but he came out and advised me to wait a few minutes on the engine. He didn't speak often, but when he did, it was either funny or helpful, and I truly could feel him speaking to me that day. Slowly, my hair was also beginning to grow back. I was at a store for a work presentation, and a customer just randomly told me that she loved my haircut. It was short and pixie, but it was hair, and it was all mine. I realized a few lessons that day. One, a compliment can truly brighten a person's day. I wasn't having the best of days, but it seriously elevated my mood. I do try now to speak the compliments if I think them in my head. If I like a coworker's dress, I tell her. If a waitress is great, I will thank her. If I love my goddaughter, I will tell her that too. 
I want to speak from my heart and my mind. Lesson number two that day, your cancer journey is your cancer journey, and you can share it with whomever you want, or you can choose not to share. I could have easily told that customer in the store, oh well, you know, I just went through cancer and my hair is growing back, but I simply just smiled and said, thank you. You have that discretion of sharing or not sharing. Believe me, there is such a thing as oversharing. Lesson number three, I was back, baby. I wasn't a cancer victim anymore. I wasn't someone to pity. I was a normal and regular person with a kick-ass, chic, pixie hairdo. I had written this poem titled Tiny Hairs when it was falling out, and it was truly amazing to have come full circle. Tiny hairs on my pillow, memories of a life once had, traces of yesterday and wind blowing, now they lay to rest. Tiny hairs on my pillow, more and more each day, fighting to stay strong, holding on, yet succumbing to fate. Tiny hairs on my pillow, soon there will be none, but in the spring, new growth will follow, and I will wait with hope. Tiny hairs on my pillow, I slowly brush them away, knowing that the treatment is working, that I will live to fight another day. Back to the job sitch. So I started my new job shortly after radiation was wrapping up. I was the outdoor buyer for outdoor decor for Kmart and Sears and was able to work more creatively with ideas and product development and with overseas vendors. I would have ideas of dogs and cats and fox statues and see them come to life and sketch and then created with prototypes. It was a fun time in my career again and I felt I was able to contribute. I had a young associate buyer who was hungry and I saw in her a piece of me, that type A girl, that aggressive go-getter, the girl who wanted to be promoted. I was able to coach and develop her and yet be true to myself. Life was good for the moment. But then the retail environment was changing and I was less and less secure with my future in Sears. I had an interview with Vera Bradley in merchandising and was so blown away with their ties to breast cancer with the Vera Bradley Foundation for Breast Cancer. I even met with Linda, the director of the foundation, at my trip to the corporate office, and we even cried together after she heard of my story and journey. I knew I needed more in my life and that my career had to have more meaning and fulfillment. My Tina tip for this episode is, your cancer is just that, your cancer journey. You can choose to share it with others at the checkout line at the grocery store, or you can simply not share. That was a powerful lesson for me to learn. Know that it's okay either way. I do recommend some sharing, either with loved ones or others in a support group. Cancer is not meant to be an individual sport. It is best to have a support team that has your best interests. However, if you're tired and your wig is on a little crooked and you are certain that the grocery store bagger is looking at you funny, you don't even have to say a word. Thank you for your time. This has been Tina Conrad with D DJ Breast Cancer. The next episode is Fubalicious. Please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to email me if you have any future topics you want discussed. You can reach me at djbreastcancer at gmail.com. Thank you.